2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on v the sports betting network.
2: Back here, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds, and a lock and change in one hour of college football. Some updates very quickly, Wes. We thought Arkansas was going to get on the board, and then no, sir. Yeah, 21 nothing
4: here, Georgia. This looks like it's going to be a long day for oh the Razorbacks. 31-1⁄2 uh, for the Bulldogs, 55-1⁄2 the current in-game total. And then the Big Ten game that we have, we actually have two. Purdue, by the way, 10-7 over Minnesota. Purdue, 2 2-1⁄2, the current in-game total. About 10 minutes left to go in the first half. But the headliner game, Michigan and Wisconsin. Wow. Michigan does have to settle for three here. 10 to nothing now. Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines, minus 6.5, minus $1.30, 41.5 the current in-game total. Wisconsin
2: uh, has three, not three points, three total yards. Three yards of offense. Is that good? Not really good at all. Let's talk a guy We're a guy that knows everything about the Big Ten, does great work as a Big Ten a network analyst. Damon Benning back on the program. Two-time college football national champion in his days in Nebraska. Uh, Damon, great to have you back in the program. Let's start there with Michigan because – I kind of felt like they were the right play today, and I don't know why, but I think I'm buying into Jim Harbaugh that something is changing with this program. Is it more about what Michigan's been able to do so far with this 10 nothing lead, or is Wisconsin, boy, that offense, they just don't have an answer at all?
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll start. I think it's more about Michigan, right? I mean, they've ran the ball 74% of the time coming into this one. Uh, They're committed to running it. I think this was a game where you looked at the line and you saw that Wisconsin was kind of a slight favorite, and you're like, Uh, people don't believe in in Jim Harbaugh, right? And, Mm. And kind of that newfound tough guy philosophy, wanting to run the ball and stop the run. And people keep waiting on Graham Mertz. But if you're a Michigan fan, I think you like what you see. You were a little bit curious about the defensive change, you know, post the Don Brown era where, you know, Wisconsin seemed to really have, your number, Ohio State had your number, right? A lot of movement, a lot of formation, a lot of man-to-man and dog blitzes, and and people didn't feel like Michigan was in good position a lot of times to face upper echelon competition, but they've simplified things both offensively and defensively, and so far it appears to be working. If you're a fan of Wisconsin, you, you're, your concern meter is pretty high. You like what <laughs> Coach Leonard has done defensively. You, you've given up 69 yards on 68 carries coming into this one, but... Graham Mertz, I think, I think the, I think we know exactly what and who he is right now. There was a little bit of speculation at the, that, you know, the pandemic and, and kind of trying to function in that offense a year ago, and we we hung on to the Illinois game, which seems like forever ago mm-hmm. if you're a Badger fan. But Wisconsin is really struggling. They they struggled at the point of attack. They got whipped last week by a pretty good Notre Dame defensive line. So there was no shame in that one. But this week, Michigan is, was a little unproven up front. And I think folks thought that Wisconsin was going to be able to get the run game going. And it has been much ado about nothing. There, the cause for concern in, in, in Madison may be legit in this one.
2: Well, wow, very quickly, Damien, because Wes and I were talking about this when it comes to Jim Harbaugh. And you talked about it there. Obviously, he changed the coaching staff. But has he changed? Because yeah. to me, this is going back. This is going back to what Jim Harbaugh really wants to do, right? Run the football, run it down your throat and stop you and beat you up front on both sides of the ball. That's not really evolution per se, right? It's just getting back to what Harbaugh really wanted to do because I felt, felt like they were trying to open up the offense and that didn't work for him. Yeah,
5: I, and I think there's something to that, right? Because I think at the core of any stressful situations, it's always easier to handle when you go back to who you are. And he obviously was under a little bit of turmoil there in Ann Arbor and a little bit of an identity crisis. And I think he figured if it was going to get hectic, he was going to do it on his terms, being the guy that he wanted to be. And he's going to line up. He's going to run the football. He brought back a few alums that I think uh, have really kind of changed the tenor and the tone of having more Michigan men kind of per se, understanding what the program is about. I think Mike Hart and a couple of those guys have been really Mm -hmm. good additions Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of providing some attitude and what it means to kind of tote the rock at Michigan. And and Harbaugh is comfortable in his own skin, I think, playing this way. And it may serve him well when they get in high stressful or, uh, you know, when when the heat gets turned up a notch, it's always easier to rely on kind of the core of who you are. And for him, it's a tough guy in running the football.
4: Damon, uh, the big game in the Big Ten next week uh, looks to be Penn State and Iowa, two top five teams, uh, and we'll get to Penn State and Indiana momentarily. Iowa held serve last night Mm -hmm. against Maryland in a big way, but Penn State has Indiana tonight. Penn State's been getting a lot of the early support, up to about 11.5, 12. Michael Penick seemed to look at least better than he had so far early this season for Indiana, but what do you make of the spot for Penn State now? Fourth game? in terms of four home games in a row and now looking at iowa next week could this be a letdown spot for the nittany lions
5: yeah it's a classic look ahead moment but i think indiana is still struggling a ton on offense i don't really i don't know who they want to be right and and, and pennex has had a propensity to throw the ball to the other team and and in crucial situations and i think that offense is still finding their way along. Penn State's found a way to be good against the run. So as long as they can keep the play action in front of them, and Indiana does have a talented wide receiving core, but Pennix's inaccuracy thus far early in the season has really kind of limited them. I like Penn State's growth. They're starting to – you talk about being comfortable with who you are. Uh, They've got a nice stable in the backfield. You know they're going to get good tight end play, and that veteran offensive line is starting to really play better. They have a – they have a sneaky degree of physicality to them. When you think Penn State, uh, as of late, you don't really think, you know, kind of maul you, um, get good hands on you up front. But they've quietly become a very good tackling defense and a downhill run team. And I, I kind of like them in his spot, laying double digits.
2: All right, talking to Damon Benning. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Damon Benning. And, Damon, when I look at Ohio State, right, and they're laying a big number today against Rutgers, uh, fifteen and a half here, we know offensively who the Buckeyes are. Defensively, I think we have some question marks there. We know what Greg is going to do. We saw it last week against Michigan. They're going to fight. And they're going to stay in a lot of games. Can, can Rutgers stay in this game today? Or are, are they getting maybe too many points for your liking?
5: Yeah, it's a little too much for me. It'll be right around the number. It wouldn't be one of those, hey, top of my board plays. But I think 15 and a half is too many. Rutgers has a quiet way of shortening possessions. And I'm not sure. Now toughness is a is a it's a strange word to kind of throw around, but the physicality up front for Ohio State's uh, much touted defensive line coming into this one, and then replacing a good good supply of your back seven heading into this one. They're going to get all they want in terms of downhill run game. Federal will take pretty good care of the ball for Rutgers, and they're going to run the football. So Ohio State will have their patience tested defensively. And they're metal. But in a game where there may be 26, 27 total possessions, we know they're explosive outside the numbers with lava and a host of guys that can catch the rock. But I I like Rutgers to kind of keep this one inside the number, although you'll have to probably sweat it down to the very end.
4: (laughs) Damon, I know you were watching, as was I, Nebraska and Michigan State. Nebraska, if you really watch the game and look inside the numbers, I thought really outplayed Sparty. You had just gotten ranked, thought it was a tough spot. But Sparty does escape 23-20. to Now you have Western Kentucky, and all of a sudden in East Lansing, they're feeling pretty good. They're 4-0 again. You think this is a tricky spot, though? We saw Western Kentucky really close with Indiana last week running that air raid offense.
5: Yeah, and they really found a way to hang in there. There were a couple spots in that game where you felt like Indiana could push it out into a comfortable double-digit lead, and Western Kentucky just kept hanging around. They answered a few early scores, didn't allow Indiana to pull away, and then hung in there down the stretch. Western Kentucky is a very good offensive team and there are plays to be had against this msu secondary i like henderson number three he is a headhunter but he's a box kind of safety and likes to play a little closer to the line of scrimmage they're pretty good up front got good size really physical but again nebraska limited michigan state's offense guys to 14 total yards in the second half no no first downs walker the third is the real deal at running back i like reed but at the quarterback spot not very dynamic. So uh, Western Kentucky, if they can tackle, see that's the key with Walker the third in that backfield. He is very good with yards after contact. Nebraska really boxed them in and made it made it really tough on that MSU offense. I like Western Kentucky here. I think uh, getting a few too many points.
2: All right, we've got about a minute and a half left with Damon Benning. Let's talk about your alma mater here, taking on uh, Northwestern. I've got an affinity for Pat Fitzgerald talking about a guy comfortable in his own skin. I wonder if Scott Frost is now doing that. Are, are you seeing enough from your alma mater to say, all right, they're off the deck after that awful start in the loss uh, week one or week zero, actually, to Illinois. Are you seeing signs of life for the Corn Oscars?
1: Yeah,
5: it, see, the problem with them is the six inches between their ears. I mean, losing teams find ways to lose. Winners win, right? That's your water's wet moment for this segment. And with <laughs> Coach Frost, with Nebraska, they, they, they find these creative ways to lose. The good thing is, Defensively, they're really good. They're stout at the point of attack. Um, they've got good athleticism. They, ma- they meet the eye test. Offensively, you're going to get two new starters on the offensive line today. I think they're going to narrow the scope with the, how many backs they play. I think you'll see two. But they have to protect the franchise. That's Adrian Martinez. He takes a lot of shots. There have been way too many quarterback hurries. And Fitzgerald, will, he'll have something schematically for Nebraska. They split the last ten of these games. There's a difference of seven points between those ten games uh, since Nebraska has has met Northwestern in the Big Ten. So this, this one will be close. The total's low. I think it's low 50, 51, 52. I think it's under the total. Nebraska will try to – neutralized North- Northwestern in the punt return game. The top five in the country, Nebraska, is atrocious in net punting, so that may be a factor. I don't like Northwestern's explosiveness outside the numbers, but I think it's a low-scoring grudge. That, that's a 21-step, 28-17 game written all over it, right around the number, but I, I would I would lean heavily towards being under the total.
2: Hey, I'm right there with you, Damon. I always enjoy the conversation. Follow him on Twitter, at Damon Benning. Does great work with the Big Ten Network. When we come back here, SC, we talked a little bit about them fight on. They're laying a rather large number. Can they cover it tonight? We'll discuss when you come back with us right here, betting across America on Visa the Sports Betting Network.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube,
1: or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you That's my, my goal!
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect...
5: Across America on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VCN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vCN.com data and analysis. You get everything VCN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VCN.com slash subscribe. Back here, Betting Across America. I am Dave Ross. He is Wes Reynolds. We've been keeping an eye on Georgia between the hedges against Arkansas. And not a lot of fight from the Hogs today. Last we updated you, they missed a field goal. Georgia comes down and get one of their own, and the route is on.
4: 24-0 Bulldogs. Still 31.5 at BetMGM. Mm. 53.5 on the total midway through the uh, first or the second quarter, rather. And Wisconsin does finally have double digits, Dave, double-digit yards and not points, as now they are across the 20-yard mark of total offense. 10-0 right now, about nine minutes left to go in the first half. Uh, Michigan currently 8.5, 37.5 on the total. A couple others to get updated. We were talking Big Ten. We neglected to mention Illinois stepping out of conference today, hosting Charlotte. They just took the lead. The Charlotte 49, or 49ers are hanging in there. 10-7, to seven, two minutes left to go. Illini minus 5.5, 44.5. On the total, that would not be a good loss for Brett Bielema.
2: No, and I know a lot of people in the Mizzou Mafia, right? And, mm-hmm. and they're not happy today. They've been reaching out at vsun.com. You can hit us yes. up on Twitter as well. 35-10 right now, Tennessee, Rocky Top, running all over Mizzou. So that's a bit of a surprise. <laughs> and right now, the live number, 24-and-a-half for Tennessee. Well,
4: Tennessee has the better quarterback, in my opinion, starting that's Hendon Hooker, 6-7, mm-hmm. 120, and two touchdowns so far. So Rocky Top, minus 23-and-a-half. In-game total, 88.5, Tennessee and and Missouri.
2: All right, that's a former Virginia Tech quarterback there in in Hooker. Uh, Let's talk about fight on a little bit, USC, because um, I I am intrigued when you look at them. I thought maybe the weight of the world would be lifted off their collective shoulders when Clay Helton was relieved of his duties. Not so much, right? So SC, and and again, I I thought it was was a great conversation we had earlier with Lincoln Kennedy, who said Mm -hmm. it's never a lack of talent in Los Angeles, right? So they're going to go on the road to play Colorado right now. But you look at Colorado, they just can't move the ball offensively. They struggle to score. but you got to lay eight yeah. on the road here with SE. Do you trust the ex-Clay Heltons here to get the job done? I really don't
4: trust either club, to be honest with you, because you, let's start with Colorado first. When we talked with Mike Pritchard, that was before that Minnesota-Colorado right. game where Colorado got shut out and couldn't even muster 100 yards, a total offense. They've got a guy, Darren Shaverini, former player there in Colorado, mm-hmm. and he wants to make them kind of like an Oklahoma Lincoln Riley type offense look a copycat game. Right. Everybody wants to go with what's what works over the years, and Colorado just hasn't been able to figure that out. They have 20 points combined in the last three games. That's a leap of faith to go ahead and bet 20 these points kids. combined. They're averaging 85 passing yards a game. <laughs> in college football, which is damn near impossible unless you're a service academy running the triple option. You know, Navy will average that or less than that or Army or Air Force or Georgia Southern, but not Colorado here. But with USC, look, they lose last week to Oregon State. That was the first time in Los Angeles they had lost to Oregon State since 1960. Wow. They gave up 322 yards on the ground. And one of the things about USC that doesn't get talked about enough The players like Clay Helton. It's the alumni that didn't like Clay Helton. And they're the ones that make the decisions on who's going to be the coach at the University of Southern California, apparently. And Mike Bone agreed with the alumni. And I understand why they let him go, but that just gets into the player's mindset. It's like, okay, can you stay with the season? Your coach got fired. You had at least some fondness for your coach. He recruited you there and you elected to play for him and signed letters of intent to play college football there. So... USC is kind of in a dangerous spot right now because it's like, okay, they've already lost their coach. They had a bad loss at home to Oregon State. Are they just kind of going to go through the motions and this is going to be a tough team, I think, to bet week to week? Because some weeks you'll get, like the Washington State game a couple oh. years ago where they got down and then Slovis gets knocked down and then Jackson Dart comes yeah, in at 14, quarterback. Nothing, and then in. they run. Yeah. You know, I think it was 40-plus unanswered yeah. in that game. And then you have an Oregon State game where it's like, okay, you're coming home, you know, first game with the interim coach, hey, we got to show out. And they got dominated at the line of scrimmage. When do you see USC get dominated at no. the line of scrimmage? You've been seeing it a lot more frequently over the last few years. So, you know, I think they're the I can't bet Colorado because I just don't know if they can score here, but I don't want a part of lay in USC on the road. Well,
2: a programming update, October 23rd. I'll be at the Notre Dame game. Uh, and and Tim Murray is going to do the green zone with you on Sunday. And he said, I- I'll do the show as long as you root for, for Notre Dame. And I said, well, Tim, it all depends on what the number is. And he said, well, nah. I think that number will be smaller than you think. Because again, you look at SC, we think it's a down SC team, mm-hmm. but to Lincoln Kennedy's point, it's still a talented roster. Yeah. So, so to me, I look at this game against Colorado, and I go, boy, the number seems too small mm-hmm. because Colorado just can't score, as you point, and they can't even move the football. Right. What are going to score? But it's tricky. It, it just feels like a tricky number today because you're right. Will the real USC please stand up? Mm-hmm. And at this juncture, I'm not willing. We're not going to know what the real USC is week to week, though. Yeah, we have no idea right now. We'll find out today if they can w- cover that number. At Colorado, Let's talk about Coastal Carolina here. They lay big numbers, obviously, going up against UL Monroe and laying a significant number in 34 and a half. Now, again, not everybody's on Coastal. They're not watching them every week like we do the big boys in college football. But, Wes, what have you seen out of them? Because last year they kind of came to prominence. So when you see a big number like this with Coastal at home, my goodness 34 and a half is that the only side to wager or is there any value in the dog today well uh
4: i i'm not gonna bet this game i think the number's about right but keep in mind ul monroe huge outright upset win last week against troy they were 23 and a half point underdogs they had lost 12 straight and now they've won two in a row down there and in, in monroe louisiana terry bowden is the coach down there at ulm obviously a big step down from when he was at Auburn. And of course he was at Akron a few years mm-hmm. ago, but look, getting it done. But now they have lost their quarterback, that being Rhett Rodriguez, who is the son of one Rich Rodriguez mm. and a uh, possible serious injury. Coastal Carolina steamrolled UMass last week. They're uh, gaining about plus 3.6 yards per play over their opponent. That is number two in the country and ULM minus three yards per play against their opponent. That is 129th in the country. I can't take the dog here. I don't really want to lay five touchdowns Would lean to the under, but that'd be the only way I'd look.
2: You know, sometimes we like to tell you how right we are and how smart we are. Like, we get these picks. I will tell you, I'm on record. I thought when Rich Rod left West Virginia years ago to Michigan, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to work out. It didn't. How about Eastern Michigan taking on a Northern Illinois today and games getting ready to kick off here. Small number here, Lane, uh, a point and a half. Uh, any way that you like, any side that you might like in this one? Lean to the over here a
4: little bit, and I think it was like 60 and a half at last check. Uh, Huskies have improved this season, but that was a misleading win over Georgia Tech, as everybody remembers yes. they were like almost three touchdown underdogs. Minus 128 yards though in that game, despite getting the victory at Georgia Tech. Wyoming gave up a ton of points late to them, so the northern Illinois offense I think has improved, but Eastern Michigan, I think the better coach team, and I think maybe the more solid team. I didn't really lay this one, but where I would be looking, and I know uh, there's some smart guys I know that actually did very much like the over in this game. I don't think they're necessarily wrong, seeing 62 in the market right
2: now. All right, so maybe a, a slight lean there for Wes. Uh, very quickly, as we've been keeping an eye on Georgia, four minutes to go here in the second quarter, 24 nothing. I just want you to to give people a sense because I know a lot of people if they if they backed Arkansas preflop, they're going Oh, well this thing's got to change mm-hmm. but the end game better as we've been watching a complete domination by Georgia would you would you caution people to to blindly stick with your pre flop play wishing hoping that it's going to turn around in the second half
4: yeah I I mean you can't it's tough to really get out of it now because. You know, Georgia's got such a lead, and that's actually Georgia finally punted today well, with just 345 left to go in the second quarter. It is 24 to nothing, Georgia, waiting for this flag to be decided before we can give you
2: a live line. 30 and a half now. Yeah. So I, I look at that, Wes, and I go, so the Arkansas backers are going to go, well, geez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now i now I got to play it again. i got to play them at 30 and a half. But do
4: you? Yeah, sometimes you want to leave better enough alone. I certainly wouldn't be laying it with Georgia, though, because I think Georgia, it's kind of like maybe we've made our point here. Right. And we're going to run the ball a little bit and be a little more judicious on offense. So 24 to nothing is your score there, waiting for the uh, in play line. We are at halftime in a couple of these Big Ten games. We just had Damon Benning on in the last segment. Purdue 13 to 10 over Minnesota. That has just reached the half. And Charlotte leading in Champagne, 14-10 to 10 over Illinois. Charlotte was about a 10.5, 11-point underdog is what I saw pre-flop. But uh, oh Brett Bielema, after that win against Nebraska, it's like, oh, man, new era of Illinois football. They've lost four straight.
2: And TCU right now up 17-16 on Texas. And that's an interesting game, too, because, again, we talked about it where you look at certain games pre-flop and you go, well, nobody's on the side of the Horn Frogs. Right, mm-hmm. and so then it kind of makes me go. Mm, maybe I should really be looking at the number a little bit more closely. Right now, uh, in game, they're getting four and a half here, but that posted total seventy-five and a half here, so they're expecting a lot more points in this one. But so far, the Horn Frogs—they've been a sieve defensively. Yeah, and they're but they min- can score
4: and minus two in the turnover margin today, but still leading seventeen to sixteen over the Longhorns.
2: All right, we got much more to get to. We'll give you some live updated lines as they happen here throughout the College Football Saturday. But when we come back. One of these two guys we're going to talk about is trending up and another is trending down. Desmond Ritter and Spencer Rattler. These guys were great Heisman hopes Which one should you still bet on? Find out when you come back with us. It's Betting Across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
5: This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the
2: Sports Betting Network. VSIN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. Remember, you can always watch us 24 7 on FuboTV, TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit VSIN.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to VSIN. Back here, Betting Across America alongside Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. We've got some more updates very quickly to get to. Oh, my goodness, Mizzou. The Mizzou Mafia not happy today. Tennessee Rocky Top beating them like a drum. Forty-one up on yeah. the board. We got what five minutes ago in the second quarter.
4: Yeah, and um, and Tennessee was a two and a half point underdog pre-flop. Uh, not so much now. We're we're waiting on a live line there because they can't keep up fast <laughs> enough at Bet MGM because there's been so much scoring by those guys in orange and white. Uh, teased actually after we went into the last break, a couple Big Ten games at halftime. We do have some halftime numbers right now at BetMGM. Purdue up 13-10 over Minnesota. Purdue a pick for the second half, and they closed, I believe, two-and-a-half point favorites, mm-hmm. so not too far above that. 23-and-a-half the second half total. That's basically where it closed preflop because 23 on the board here. And here's an interesting one. Charlotte up 14-10 to at Illinois. Illinois opens minus three at BetMGM, so what does that mean? That means Charlotte is your in-game favorite. That means they're they're thinking maybe Illinois and Brett Villama is oh. not going to get it done today. 27.5, by the way, the second half total, and also another game at halftime, all tied at seven. And Maction, early day Maction, Western Michigan at Buffalo, Western Michigan, minus three and a half, 29.5 for the second half
2: total. They've had bad losses at Illinois. Brett Bielema, you don't want to go down this road. You've already had bad losses this year, and I know everybody loved you after you beat Nebraska week zero. It has not worked out so well.
4: Brandon Peters, uh, who missed a couple games with yep. injury, he doesn't look right here. 7 of 14, 57 yards and a touchdown. So, Artie Sikowski, the former Rutgers mm-hmm. transfer, played decent, I thought, for Illinois, yeah. even though they didn't, get, they didn't get wins there. They've lost four straight since that opening win over Nebraska, but not a lot of faith. And look, the market, it's now down to two and a half. Market's betting Charlotte here. So they're wow. basically saying Charlotte's going to win this game outright,
2: and I don't disagree. Let's talk about some other quarterbacks potentially in that Heisman Trophy consideration. And again, we have so much, to, so much football still to be played in this season that when you look at these numbers now, and I know we're going to talk more about Matt Corral and certainly Bryce Young in that showcase game, Ole Miss against Alabama. Desmond Ritter. 16-1 to one right now to win the Heisman Trophy. And they have a showcase game today, of course, against Notre Dame. Uh, and then I look at Spencer Rattler. 30-1. Mm-hmm. to one. 30, And I know that they were chanting for the backup. right? I mean, it's unheard yeah. of. Not just in Oklahoma. This is a national Heisman Trophy favorite coming into the season. And they're cheering for the backup against West Virginia a week ago. In a game, by the way, that Boomer Sooner won. Right. Oh, by the way, they're still undefeated. They still have everything to play for in front of them. To me, Wes, now at 30 to 1, mm-hmm. this feels like value.
4: Yeah, and I'll start with Ritter first. I think, obviously, if you're going to bet that, bet that now if you think Cincinnati's going to get it done, because that's, right. that's going to get cut in half. I, I think, even if it's a pedestrian game no for question. them, if they get the win in South Bend, it's like, okay, Cincinnati, you know, we asked you to play people. You went on the road, you beat Indiana, and you beat Notre Dame, perhaps. Now we're going to take you seriously, not only in the college football playoff rankings, but also maybe for Ritter for Heisman Trophy. I saw the feature on one of the pregame television programs today on Desmond Ritter. But to your point on Rattler, yeah, I think 30-1, to I mean, this is four times what he was pretty much in preseason. I know he was getting booed, but you kind of give Oklahoma the benefit of the doubt offensively where it's like, okay, if anybody's going to figure this out, you would think it would be Lincoln-Riley. And look, I think it's good for Rattler in this Oklahoma offense just to get out of Norman because they had that 76-0 win over Western Carolina. That's an FCS team. Struggled to really get away from Nebraska. Struggled to get away from West Virginia. Actually, we're behind a decent amount of the game. It's really the defense that's been carrying the Sooners and mm-hmm. not necessarily Rattler in this offense. But you got to think, okay, maybe here's the spot going on the road. You're facing Kansas State today. That is a team that has beaten you two years in a row outright right. as around 20-plus point underdogs. And so you got to think Oklahoma is going to take these guys seriously. They're not going to look past these guys when they beat you two years in a row.
2: No, and again, there's certain players that I think that have already disqualified themselves. Uh, you look at Sam Howe for mm-hmm. UNC. I just don't think now, losing two games in the fashion they have, that he's good enough to get back into that equation. I think Rattler is. And again, K-State right now playing pretty good football. They're 3-1 so far. Yeah. And as you mentioned, kind of house of horrors for them. At some point, you keep waiting. Well, if he puts up the big numbers this week. The numbers aren't terrible for Rattler. They're not. They're not what you, I think we expect them to be at this juncture. But the point right. is, with so many marquee games still on the schedule and potentially uh, you know, a Big 12 championship game, well, when you vote at that point, Rattler's mm-hmm. going to be right there as long as... This offense does turn it around. And to your point about Lincoln Riley, you expect him to be the guy that would be able to fix this, right? right. It hasn't been Rattler's problem. They can't run the football there. Mm-hmm. So there, he's he's being rushed and hit a lot more than I think we, we expected that offense to be. I just would say don't give up on Rattler if you're an OU guy. And, and now, to your point, the value is as good as it's ever going to be.
3: Yeah,
4: I agree. And one of the things to keep in mind, too, about Spencer Rattler, He's just a sophomore. We look at Oklahoma, and it's like they've been getting all these transfer quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts Hurts and Baker Mayfield, guys that got some tread on the tires. This is a guy that's still just a sophomore at Oklahoma. So it's like now they've got to develop a quarterback. I mean, you had to develop these transfers and the like, too. But these guys had come in, and these guys had played at other programs. Baker Mayfield played at Texas Tech. So did Kyler Murray. And also, Jalen Hurts played at Alabama. What was he as a starter? Like something like 25 and two, or right. I forget if that was the exact record. And he wasn't good enough to start over Tua and eventually had to transfer to Oklahoma. So keep in mind, those guys were a lot more finished products than Spencer Rattler. So maybe be a little patient down there in Norman, but they probably aren't going to be if they drop three straight to Kansas State.
2: And again, all W's so far before this tilt against K State. And then you see October 9th against Texas. That's a marquee matchup right there, right? Uh, when you get the Red River rivalry back in, the three R's there. And then I look at the right side of the schedule, and Wes, you know what I see? I see points. I mm-hmm. see yards. Mm-hmm. I see Heisman Trophy stats. Yeah. Uh, right On that right column, we just go, man, guns up, you know, Texas Tech in the 30th, Baylor. I was I mean, just, I just look at those defenses, and I go, mm-hmm. Ratwish should be able to put up numbers week after week. So he's a sophomore, to your point. They're still winning. The numbers are not egregious. They're not great. But they're not egregious. He's got everything in front of him to be a viable option at 31. Yeah, the
4: best defense on that schedule looks to be, when you're looking long-term, might be Baylor, the next really decent one he's going to face, and that's a second-year coach in Dave Aranda. Aranda. Baylor's kind of been one of the nice surprises this year as they are still undefeated, got the win over Iowa State last week, even though they kind of got outgained in the stats. That was a little bit of a misleading final score, but... There's still a lot of opportunity here for Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma, but it's got to start today. Yeah. They've got to be focused. You know, get out of the doldrums. You've played four games in a row at home, as even though Tulane was considered a designated road game, mm-hmm. that, that was because of Hurricane Ida, where Tulane kind of got displaced and they had to host the game there in Norman. But getting away from Oklahoma, and I realize, you know, first road game, kind of a tricky spot when you've been home for all of September. I think this is a refocus game for Oklahoma.
2: Very quickly, Daniels obviously not playing today's Stetson-Benson. Uh, Bennett got the start for Georgia. Did you then look at, at a guy like Daniels and go, well, can he get back in the Heisman race? Or is, is Bennett now going to be the guy for Georgia? Like Some of these longer shots that we're talking about for the Heisman Trophy, I wonder if there's still any value there. But the guy's just not playing right now in Stetson-Benson. Yeah, Stetson, Benson, yeah Bennett it, it's
4: is. tough. Uh, Daniels obviously, I would think, a drift from the 22-1 to one he currently is priced at but to your point georgia if they're running over arkansas you know they got to be on upset alert i know against maybe a kentucky or somebody like that but the schedule looks pretty clear you don't get alabama potentially until the sec championship game you don't play a texas a&m you don't play ole miss on this schedule you're in i think you do play florida at the cocktail party but Georgia's schedule is relatively outside of that Florida game. That looks pretty clear. They're going to be pretty convincing favorites after what we're seeing through one half today. And now 24-0. They have gone to the half down there at Sanford Stadium. I still think maybe there's opportunity for Daniels. I'd be maybe holding on that one, though. I I gotta think it's gonna drift up from twenty-two to one. Look, if he's healthy, he is gonna be the guy. I just think he's a little bit more dynamic. But Georgia fans don't seem to agree. They seem to be happy with Stetson Bennett because the, you look, at those type of programs, the backup quarterback is always Mr. Popularity.
2: Right, absolutely. And again, uh, Stetson Bennett is a very southern name right there. Yes. I, just, I, I just picture a big cowboy he se- hat. He seems like he should be like the Rush chairman at Sigma Chi. <laughs>
4: Doesn't that sound like a <laughs> yeah. Stetson Bennett, Rush yeah. Chairman. Damn glad to meet you. Yeah,
2: 0.0. 0. Uh, by the way, Wisconsin off the deck just before the half. Looked like Michigan was going to sit on that 10-point lead. Not so fast, my friend. And finally, they've been waiting for Graham merch to do something he does. Mm-hmm. Touchdown pass here, 13-10. to 10. That
4: Wisconsin offense on. on absolute fire. Disrespect. 139 yards here now, just uh, 29 behind Michigan, but it is 13 to 13-10. That will likely be your halftime score.
2: And, and again, I think they just did go, and I and I wonder here by watching the tone and tenor of that game, if you're going to be an in-game better here. Signs of life then for, for Wisconsin certainly pre-flop now because mm-hmm. you're right back in the mix there, mm-hmm. but. Gives you a little bit of hope when you see the offense finally moving.
4: Yeah, and Michigan only 18 carries for 51 yards, uh, 2.8 yards per carry. Wisconsin can't run the ball, but they can at least stop the run. Absolutely. When we come
2: back, we're going to talk about the ACC and maybe who you should buy, hold, or sell. We'll discuss when you come back with us. It is the Sports Betting Network.
3: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
1: this is betting across america on BSN,
5: the sports betting network
2: Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at a very easy 100 bucks. Register using the code VC100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 Moneyline wager on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for all the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use code VESA100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. Oh, we have BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer, paid and free bets, eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in nevada alongside west reynolds i am dave ross this is betting across america and west anything else that's caught your eye so far as a lot of these marquee games starting to go to the half here in the early window yeah
4: we do have some second half prices out here uh because we're going to talk acc momentarily mm-hmm. so we'll start there north carolina 24 nil over duke north carolina minus six and a half for the second half 28 on the total of course north carolina already one and two in the league. They lost to both schools in the commonwealth of virginia that or or excuse me uh yeah they they lost to virginia tech yep. earlier in the season and uh the other loss i'm sorry was to georgia tech they did beat university of virginia but north carolina sitting there at 2 and 2 1 and 2 in the acc we'll get to them momentarily A couple other halftime lines all tied at 17 memphis and temple memphis minus 7 for the second half 29 and a half the second half total georgia 24 nothing over arkansas that's pretty much been like 30 and a half 31 and a half in the end game all afternoon six and a half in the second half 20 the second half total wisconsin got that late score that you mentioned 13 to 10 going into the locker room in camp randall stadium wisconsin minus a half for the second half 21 on the total and also just now going to halftime hit 42 to 14 over georgia tech Pitt, by the way maybe start to bet these guys yeah. overs because they have been like an under team because we know Narduzzi, a longtime defensive coach at Michigan State, we know that we've seen those scores be low, but they're running tempo now. Kenny Pickett is now a fifth-year senior, so mm-hmm. you know they're letting him fling the ball down the field, and they're certainly doing it against Georgia Tech today, 42-14 to uh, 14 yeah. Panthers.
2: Feeling pretty good about my smart play at the half there. Okay, let's get into the ACC and the nuts and bolts of it, because I think it is very interesting. You look at Clemson, obviously it's still the favorite, but what a small favorite now to win the ACC, a minus-150, comparatively speaking to what they were pre-flop. They're going to take, on I think, a a surprising B.C. team today Mm -hmm. or tonight. So that could be an interesting matchup. But I just wonder now, Wes, okay, if you're a Clemson backer and you go, boy, they they lost to NC State, they turned their back in the Wolfpack, and they got beat, so now you have a conference loss to go with the Georgia loss, which doesn't hurt you, obviously, to win the ACC. At minus 150, are we just convinced that they are going to run the table? and they're still going to win this conference.
4: Yeah, I don't know if I would be convinced. I kind of like them maybe on buy in the low today against Boston College because I've seen nobody on the Clemson Tigers today. Nope. This is now, I was 16, 14 and a half. Like, I've seen kind of a lot of the picks. Maybe BC a trendy dog. By the way, Phil Yurkovich still out with that hand injury, so it is Dennis Grossel. And I think maybe people remember that game last year where Clemson, it was a DJ way started mm-hmm. uh started there, and, they kind of hung on for the win. BC was right there. Clemson was able to pull it out at the end just because they have Clemson talent, and Boston College really does not. But Jeff Athley's doing a very good job up there. And I'm high long-term on their program. Like, in the spot today, I would be liking the Tigers a little bit just because it's like, when nobody wants you and you're a mm-hmm. premium team, Like when the betting public starts to get away from a team, they seem to bet all the damn dime that's when you want to jump in because it's like now now they're done with them. It's like they've lost a couple of games. and right. you know, they I bet
2: them on it last week against NC yeah. State. I lost to them, so I'm going to bet against them. And you can't
4: them. have that short-term uh, thing there. Sometimes you do got to go back to the well. Now, eventually, you, know, you do it too many times, and maybe Florida State will prove that to me today. We shall see, speaking of the ACC. By the way, too, I do want to update one game in progress okay. since we're on the ACC here. Malik Cunningham, questionable to return, I believe, an, an eye injury for Malik Cunningham. So it's Evan Conley now at quarterback for the Louisville Cardinals. It is 17 to 17-16. I believe extra point is still going to be pending with Louisville and Wake Forest. But that game Much is tighter. currently going on. Uh, Wake Forest just tied the game. Uh, Sam Hartman with the touchdown pass. So Wake Forest now ranked in the ACC 24th right now. They are 4-0. I think kind of the joke has been, oh, Wake Forest going to win the ACC. Mm-hmm. It might not be a joke. They just might. So it's all tied at 17, four minutes to go between Wake and Louisville.
2: All right, if it's not Wake Forest, what about NC State? And again, that huge signature win over Clemson uh, last week is something people are going to look at and say, all right, plus 600 now to win the conference obviously the the odds would have been much better Mm pre-Clemson, but now do you have enough stability with this program that you say, yeah, maybe that's not so much of a flyer. And even though it's not as good a value as I would have gotten a week ago, it's still enough of a value Mm -hmm. that I I might consider playing it.
4: The ACC is basically, they used to do a bit on one of these college football shows years ago called the wheel of destiny. (laughs) This was before Clemson kind of became the dominant program once again in that conference. And, nobody in the ACC really stands no, out to you don't. to be honest. So that's why I don't know if I'm looking to bet any of these guys right now on this list. Like we were looking Clemson minus minus one hundred and fifty. that would be kind of a hole because they still have the most talent in the conference, sure. but maybe they do look like they were going to be down. I thought being down this year might be 10 and two. Maybe they are going to be a nine and three team, but is that going to be enough to get to the ACC championship game? And I, like looking at this list, I know uh, Virginia Tech's got Notre Dame coming in. That's not a conference game this year, even though Notre Dame's kind of a partial member of the ACC. Kind of a half
2: ACC. But
4: you know that's going to be a tough spot for the Irish, especially right. if they do get a win here this afternoon. Miami, I want nothing with Miami. They <laughs> lost. Uh, seven Miami. They, they they lost to Virginia yeah. on uh, Thursday night. Boregalis, who I think is going to be a good kicker. They get in position. It was a 31-yarder doinked off the left upright and wide left. Uh, Miami just having some trouble down there. They're wanting to get rid of Manny Diaz. And and Miami just has had a lot of issues with that program. Two and three. A lot of empty seats there. Of course, the stadium being 45 minutes away from campus probably doesn't help. And this new stadium isn't exactly the old Orange Bowl, you know. It isn't the old home field advantage for Miami, where they came out the smoke and everything. You know the Jimmy Johnson era, yeah. So. Michael Irvin
2: and the guys. Yeah. I look at it too at eleven and one. And clearly, Wes, you're selling, and I think you're selling for very good reason. To that end, about Manny Diaz, I wonder if he wishes he had taken the Temple job now. But mm-hmm. are they really going to run him out? Because again, we're looking at them. What is our expectation level for Miami? Because yeah. again, you were looking at it going. No way, I'm taking them at eleven and one to yeah. win the ACC. What should the expectation level be for Miami? Is it unrealistic? That they're trying to go back to, to the yesteryear well, of, there, of lore.
4: There are people that act like, oh, because you're in Miami, you're going to get all these kids to stay home. Right.
2: Oftentimes,
4: kids don't want to stay home. <laughs> they want to go somewhere else. You See know? a different it's part like, of the country. Yeah, exactly. Have a different experience. Some guys do. But it's not as easy as you think to like say, okay, let's keep these kids home. You know, and, and and that other programs doesn't, don't know that South Florida is rich in football no town, and aren't recruiting down there. Everybody is recruiting down there. So, you know, it's a little bit hard for Miami. So I, I think that that's, uh, that's going to be a sell job to me. And I thought Kirk Herbstreit was right. He's like the administration and the AD got to get on the same page down there. To really uh revitalize Miami football. How important is Miami football to this university?
2: Hey, to that point, look, I grew up in the 757 of the Virginia Beach area, and Frank Beamer, when he was the head coach at Virginia Tech, recruited the 757, right? Mm-hmm. And then guess who started to realize that? Florida. Yes. The state of Florida. They started coming up there, getting, you know, the, the Percy Harvins and the like, and realizing there was a a, a lot of talent in that area. And then Virginia Tech didn't have that strategic advantage that they had on that region. Miami's got to figure that out if they're going to turn that program around. But very quickly to the Virginia Tech point, buy, hold, or sell, plus 800 on my fighting Hokies there in Blacksburg. Because I, I like the makeup of what Justin Fuente is doing this year with this football team. But I wonder, is that number, what, what would you do with that number there?
4: Yeah, this is probably a stay away for me. This whole conference is really a stay away <laughs> for me. Because I'm picking I, up
2: what you're putting down. Well, I mean, I, I have no idea what's
4: going to happen now that it's so wide open. And, you know, I still think Clemson's the most talented team in the league. And yeah. that's why you're seeing them at minus 150, even though NC State has already gotten them. But now, how does NC State and Dave Doran, how do these guys handle success? Because now they're ranked. Uh, of course, you beat Clemson, you're going to get ranked. Clemson's still in that poll, though, at 25, I think mainly on the reputation. Yeah, here, that's but it. Louisiana, you know, NC State's going to have a big game at Boston College in, in two weeks. they got to go on the road to Miami, got to go on the road to Wake Forest. It's just like you feel like everybody's kind of going to get beat there in that conference and kind of going back to an update on that conference. Malik Cunningham now back in the game for the Louisville Cardinals. So that is good news for, uh, the folks down there in no Louisville, question. two minutes left to go, all tied at 17 between the Cardinals and the Demon Deacons.
2: All right, we'll keep a watchful eye on everything going on in the ACC and elsewhere. But again, uh, Texas did want to update that score as well, 23-17 right now, so the live number there, 6.5. Yeah, for the second half
4: line, uh, Texas minus 133.
2: All right, when we come back here, Adam Kramer is going to join the program here. does great uh, work here at Beeson as a college football writer. And a very interesting article he put out, and we'll discuss uh, maybe some sleeper games today that you should really keep an eye on. Adam will join us next after the break. It is Betting Across America here on Visa in the Sports Betting Network.